Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Jeff Poling. And I'm Ryan Shetty. We will have our featured music this evening, our weekly events calendar, along with a tribute to the victims of the Pulse nightclub massacre at the conclusion of the show. Starting off tonight, though, we have Justin Ford, president of Bloomington Pride, and Rachel Guglielmo from Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America joining us for a panel discussion about the events in Orlando this past Sunday. Thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. All right. So it's been a pretty tough week for anybody who's who's been involved with with all of this. Uh, Justin, we'll, we'll start with you really quick and, and tell us, uh, what was your first thoughts when you heard what was going on, on on Sunday? Well, it's almost like I didn't have time to catch up with my thoughts. You know, when we first found out there was a shooting, of course, you you just feel horror. That's the first thing I, I could I can remember feeling. And then on Sunday, as we were getting updates, you know, it, it goes from 20, um, 20 lives lost to 30, and then finally the, the count to 49. And then you really begin to feel the gravity of what's occurred. And then, you know, 53 injured. And then you start to think about, oh my gosh, not just those people, but their families. Um, you know, I, and then imagining what if I had been at that nightclub or what if it had happened in, in Bloomington or in Michigan or your mind just races with all of the possibilities and 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 not only just the damage done there but the damage um, sort of the the uh, the damage done across the country yeah. um, I think I think it was the shock waves just continued to hit throughout the day as more information came out you know uh, many of us were out on Saturday night celebrating because it was Indy Pride uh, the day before. Mm -hmm. So, again, it could have been something that happened in Indiana. Uh, you, you go and quickly think about, uh, what's his name, um, How? what's his first name, the one that was heading towards L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, he, you know, James Howe, there it is. Uh, James Howe heading towards L.A. and trying to blow up some, some stuff there. Uh, so it, he could have stayed in his own home state and done something here, you know, pretty, pretty sad. Uh, and again, it could have, it could have been many more people that day. Rachel, what were your thoughts? Um, just, a you know, a sick, sick feeling in my stomach, uh, that yet again, we're facing a tragedy, um, like this of these dimensions that is utterly utterly senseless um, and utterly avoidable and preventable. Um, I feel sick when these things happen and I just feel angry and I feel a renewed determination to bring about the changes that we need um, to make it no longer possible for us to be experiencing this level of violence in our country. Well, what made you get involved with the group that you're involved in? I got involved with Moms Demand Action because of Sandy Hook. Um, that was the incident um, which occurred at a time when I had three first graders um, that, that finally made me say, I, I have got to do something. I cannot stand by and wait for this to happen to me. Um, I have to show solidarity with the families that experienced that kind of tragic loss and the community that experienced that kind of loss, um, I have to take responsibility and, and do something to, to make a difference and to bring about a change. Great. I, I think these, these events that have occurred are calling many of us to, to feel a little more personally responsible, like, like you know, I know I question, have I been doing enough? Have I been talking it, uh, to enough people about it? Am I, am I, am I contacting my legislator? Am, and, and you, I think everyone, it, it, because it does hit, it, it hits everyone in a, in a different way. And, but I think it does cause you to kind of examine your, yourself, take a look in the mirror and, and say, 
is you know can I make a difference absolutely I think it's it's sobering I think is is a word I would use you know we we're very busy all all the time doing any number of things uh, and then something like this happens and I think it absolutely causes you to stop in your tracks um, and not only um, just sort of stop and go oh my gosh maybe I'm you know the fact that my coffee wasn't so hot isn't the biggest deal in the world today. <laughs> yeah. uh, but more than that, like you said, you know, JP, are we? Am I being active enough? And and not I, not everyone wants to be picketing and and right. to be. That's not everybody's style, or not not everyone's perhaps in everyone's wheelhouse, right? But how can I be active? How can I get engaged? How can I make some kind of difference, even if it's just at the local level, or if it's writing my legislators? What what can I be doing to help be a cog in the greater machine that hopefully will affect change? I think that's what a lot of people are, ask, are asking themselves. Right. It's it's brought about an awareness and um, and during this time when we already have an awareness of, of pride um, in our community. Yeah, we, we get to thinking about all of the um, all of the shootings that happen all across America each pretty much it's it's a mass shooting every week if not more 153 I think is the latest number of mass shootings uh, since the new year and we are continuing to have these problems and it's you know I, I do think it's a little sad that that um, it takes something like that to make us have a show like this and to talk about these issues but when it comes down to it we all we, we this is an issue we need to face and we need to face it straight on uh, what are some things that that uh, Bloomington Pride has started doing um, in order to encourage change in in the culture um, of not only in Bloomington but but the surrounding community as well well there are a number of things that we have been doing that we really would would desire to sort of scale up um, and, and do more of. One of them is, I'm sure you're aware of, the PRISM Youth Community, uh, which is our, our youth organization, a youth chapter of our organization. So uh, Laura Ingram is our program director there, and she and the PRISM Youth have done a wonderful job of engaging our educators, um, the M MCCSC educational uh, community, and um, really doing a, a fabulous job of putting together workshops for them. Uh, they educated over over 600 administrators in this community um, and surrounding communities about LGBT sensitivity um, and, and how to make uh, a high school or middle school or a, a K-12 environment much more supportive uh, and safe and inclusive for our LGBT students, which is was, was a fabulous initiative and really has gotten a lot of attention, um, has made a lot of differences, has shown, and, and really in simple ways, I think what's most powerful is that there are people who, go, who have said, you know, I didn't really know how easy it was to really just make some small changes that make a really big deal in someone else's life. Um, and so that's one initiative that's been very, very powerful, very successful. And we want to continue doing more educational events like that. Um, and not necessarily on that scale, uh, but I think, you know, just things where we give people an opportunity to come and learn about, you know, the history of Stonewall, for instance, what we're going to do. Um, next week we'll be doing a from stonewall to pulse and just talking about sort of what's changed over the course of these you know 47 years uh, so really trying to bolster our educational initiatives because i think when you understand or you conceptualize lgbt people as that thing over there it's very easy to demonize to not feel anything about um a, that group of people but when it's someone you know you like you work next to and you have a personal connection and you go oh they're just like we're 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 the same kind of folks, you know. I we go out to Chili's on Tuesdays and go home and watch Law and Order. That's the same thing they do, you know. It's right. not these. We're not um, we're not folks who are on Pride floats and you know every day of our lives <laughs> dancing in assless chaps. Like that's not what all gay people are doing. Uh, and so I think that kind of. That, those kinds of opportunities to just bring folks together um, and 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 help people understand each other are really what we're focused on doing. Justin, that's my always been my biggest argument about coming out, about um, letting people know who you are, and not staying in the closet, not hiding. It's it's so important to be visible, and during these horrible, tragic incidences, I I personally feel that it is even more much much more important now to be visible now more than ever um, I do feel that um, 
that uh, by not doing that, um, you play into the hand of fear. And that is not something that I intend to do. I think it's absolutely important that when someone wants to come out, they do so in their own time and on their own terms. Sure. I, you know, I, um, I agree that there's a, a lot of power in, in coming out and being visible. Um, I think that shows a lot of sol solidarity. And you might be the person in your community who changes the minds of the folks around you, um, you know, and so I, but I, but I do think it's got to happen when folks are ready. You know, it's, it's a big step. And that sure. also pertains to be becoming a gun control advocate as well. It, it, you know, people have to come out as a gun control advocate Absolutely. and, um, and face the repercussions of doing so on their Facebook page, for instance, Absolutely. you know, yeah. uh, you get your, for, you know, I, I, I come from a, a small town where a lot of people believe that that having guns is a good thing. And so when I post something on it, oh, here we go. Here here comes the great debate of 2016. You get into even more and uh, you start reading some posts and you're, you're like, that is just flat out ridiculous. Why would you want guns in bars? People who were posting, well, if people would, if, there, if there was an open carry, mm -hmm. then this gunman would have been able to be stopped. Well, do you want 350 drunk folks <laughs> carrying around a gun in a bar? It could have wound up with everybody dead, Rachel. Well, exactly. It's absurd. Um, but I would, I, I would, f I first want to say that um, you know when I when I think about my own. Um, decision to become involved as an activist on this issue, um, I really took a lot of inspiration from the LGBTQ community. Um, I looked at what folks like the Treatment Action Group and ACT UP did um, in order to raise awareness about AIDS and to demand treatment and to make it happen. Um, that is a tremendously powerful example of successful advocacy, advocacy. And when I look at what Freedom Indiana did, um, last year. You guys know how to do this. Um, you're already extremely successful um, in advocacy and um, taking on this issue is as natural as, you know, breathing. So, I mean, I, 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 I um, think that the LGBTQ community um, already is, is primed to simply add this to the list of of things that you advocate for already and, and to the, the string of successes that you've already had as advocates for community. I mean, it's simply unacceptable that someone who has hate in their heart for any community is able to get a lethal weapon of the kind that the, the gunman wielded in, in, uh, in Orlando. So. There was another meme on Facebook that I saw that uh, actually listed all the things that uh, gay people have accomplished. And then it says, uh, now, NRA, it's your turn. Queens get stuff done. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes, we do. I mean, you, you've been at the legislature. You, you know how it works. And um, that's one of the things we do with Moms Demand Action is we track the legislation that's coming out of our state house. some of it, which is, it's absurd. Um, one of the proposals last year was that um, universities should not be allowed, it should not be lawful for public universities to prohibit guns on campus. This is a serious proposal from an Indiana legislator. Another one is to abolish the permitting system. So we would have no permits in Indiana if this legislation were to pass. So we're paying attention to what they put out and we are opposing it when it, when it gets um, raised in committee. And you absolutely, again, go back to thinking about um, teenagers, teenagers having guns in their hands walking through a college campus and them becoming unstable one day and deciding that they're going to shoot up their class. You know, it's, this is crazy. Th that's crazy talk. How do you combat people who um, think that these things are right to have these weapons of mass destruction, because that's what they are. They are weapons of mass destruction in um, not only college campuses, but in bars and in other public places where uh, honestly, there probably shouldn't be a gun. How do you how do you talk to people like yeah, that? Yeah, how do you combat uh, um, those issues? You educate yourself um, as to um, 
what the facts are on gun violence. Um, for example, on the facts about background checks and how effective background checks are and the fact that we don't have a background check system in our country that works. Um, you talk to them, you know, in reasonable terms, but, you know, based on, on concrete facts, um, making sure to emphasize that you're not uh, opposing gun ownership, that you are advocating for gun safety. That is how we approach this issue. That is where I think we can find common ground. Many, many gun owners support things like background checks. The overwhelming majority of NRA members support background checks. It is our representatives who are failing to represent us in enacting them. Why are they failing? What, what is causing them? Is it money? Uh, I would say it's pretty simple. It's uh, industry driven. Mm -hmm. Profits skyrocketed for gun manufacturers on Monday morning. How sick is that? That that is actually that is disgusting to me. And the NRA encouraged people mm -hmm. to, to go out to and go buy. out and buy the same buy. kind of gun that was yep. used to protect themselves. Yep. Um, and people are very um, vulnerable to fear-based rhetoric. So, you know, and we we talk about um, all of the things that the legislator continues to do to prevent uh, to prevent change in gun violence, but. On top of that, uh, we even get it back into the LGBT issue, and many Republicans were refusing to even admit that the nightclub was an LGBT issue. For example, uh, the the chairman of I can't do you remember what uh, committee Pete Sessions is a member of JP? Um, he's the chairman of. I, I, yeah, it's I a it's a really large it's a really uh, uh, prominent and uh, group, but he said. Um, that thoughts and prayers, he, he obviously gave his thoughts and prayers in the wake of Orlando, uh, only to claim uh, that Pulse was not an LGBT place. <laughs> and right. he goes on to stay, state, it was a young person's nightclub, he reportedly said, and there were some LGBT people there, but it was mostly Latinos. Well, those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to say that I can only be Latino or only be LGBTQ. Uh, Right. I, well, Saturday night was Latin night, right, at the Pulse nightclub, and its patrons reflected the increasing Latina diversity of, of Central Florida, is, is, is what is said. Most victims were Latina. Ha over half were of Puerto Rican descent, is what we found out. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, there were a broad array of people there. And yes, some people were straight. But the vast, I mean, it was a gay club, and the vast majority of the people there were LGBT. And then you get into the mother who stood in front of her son uh, who had survived cancer. How many times had she, I, she, she had survived cancer at least twice, if not three times, and she died that evening, um, all because of a senseless act. Just, it's, it's, a, it's a tragic thing. And uh, the fact that uh, Republicans continue to sweep these issues under the rug and say that it's not, uh, it, you know, it, not even pinpointing that it was LGBT, it, it still hurts us as a community. Well, you know, Ryan, as you were mentioning, the, the way that perhaps our more conservative legislators have positioned uh, this conversation, um, what is a word that gets people to react? Like you talked about fear-based politics earlier, terror. Mm -hmm. When you say terror or terrorism, it mm -hmm. gets people to react. It gets people to give up their own rights mm -hmm. um, because in, in the name of, of homeland security or in the name of public safety. And so when you want people who don't perhaps, who aren't perhaps knowledgeable about what's actually going on in our country or in the news or with our government to act or react, you say a word like terror and boom, there it is. Mm -hmm. So it while I don't agree with it, um, I absolutely understand why the the, it's been positioned the way that it has um, in certain conversations. And Before, it's easier for them to, to play the terror card um, than it is for them to acknowledge um, that the real this issues. is a hate crime yeah. as well. Yeah. And it's ironic because Republicans are refusing to support legislation, which would make it impossible for people on the terrorist watch list to obtain guns. Yeah. Before we head to our music break, I want to uh, give our listeners a little sample of what uh, some words from folks from the LGBT community have been posting. 
You say, how could this tragedy happen? It happened because Omar Mateen's hate was born and bred in America, not overseas. Just two weeks ago, you were calling trans women child predators. One year ago, you were saying that our marriages shouldn't be recognized. Six years ago, you were saying that gay men and women couldn't die for their country. Ten years ago, you told us we didn't deserve job protections. Thirteen years ago, it took Lawrence versus Texas to decriminalize our sex lives. Eighteen years ago, you took Matthew Shepard. Twenty-three years ago, you took Brandon Tina. Thirty-six years, the American government began their five years of silence as 10,000 gay men were massacred by the AIDS virus. Forty-three years ago, you were still concerned, we were still considered mentally ill. And 47 years ago, the riots of Stonewall began. For centuries, this country has bred homophobia into our history, into our schools, and into the very fabric of society. Omar Mateen was the product of American hate. America, you taught him this and even sold him the gun to do it. That was L. Bart's quote. So we will continue this discussion about the tragedy in Orlando in a few moments, but now we'd like to take a music break. This song is a pride anthem for many from Wikipedia. Ultranete is an American singer, songwriter, record producer, DJ, and promoter who's achieved success on the pop charts with songs such as If You Could Read My Mind as part of Stars on 54 and Automatic. Virtually all of her singles have reached the top 10 of the U.S. Hot Dance Club play chart. Such singles include Show Me, Free, Desire, Get It Up, Love's the Only Drug, and her number one hits Automatic. Give It All You Got featuring Chris Williams, Waiting On You and Everybody Loves the Night. Nate contributed the song Wonderful Place to the AIDS benefit compilation Keep Hope Alive, a life beat benefit compilation. When Warner Brothers tried to push her in another um, less house direction, Alternate left the major label and fled to the independent dance label Strictly Rhythm. It was here that her biggest mainstream hit was released in 1997. The song produced by Mother Records enjoyed heavy airplay throughout the summer, not only in clubs, but on rhythmic and mainstream radios in America and Europe. Her song, Free, peaked at number 75 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It became a substantial hit in the U.K., where it peaked at number 4, helping its parent album situation. Critical reach number 17 on the album charts. Here is Free by Alternate.
Support for Blooming Out comes from Indiana University Health Bloomington. IU Health Bloomington provides hospital-based specialty care as well as community health services like Positive Link, a care coordination site for people living with HIV-AIDS. Positive Link offers confidential HIV testing as well as HIV prevention education. To learn more about Positive Link, you may call 812-353-9150 or visit iuhealth.org Bloomington. We're back here this evening on Blooming Out speaking about the attack on the LGBT community in Orlando, Florida with Justin Ford of Bloomington Pride and Rachel Guglielmo for, for Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. Great first half of our conversation, folks. Uh, for this next half, I, I, I definitely want to touch on how this stuff happens. How does this stuff keep happening in America? Not only do we keep making guns readily available for folks, but we don't get them the mental health access that they need either. I think it's 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 very difficult to sort of tease out any one of those, you know, as, as the primary reason for why these things occur. I think a a big a huge reason why this occurs is is as you read in that quote, we in this country have a history of breeding um, negativity, um, um, breeding hatred toward the LGBT community. You know, of of marginalizing that community, of of um, of demonizing, of uh, of making, of sort of minimizing the LGBT community to simply being you know sort of sexual about sexual deviance, um, and and not as not thinking of us as human beings. And it's absolutely. Uh, much easier to hate something than it is to hate someone. Um, I think it's easier to perpetrate crimes like this when you think of people as deviants and as as um, evil or as, as dirty or sinners or whatever it might be. When you think of them as as um, objects rather than a, as humans who are someone's sibling or parent or um, you know uh, child, um, it's much more difficult. I think to do something like this when when you. Um, you can you're humanizing those people and our government continues to pit people in corners against each other if you don't notice what they do um, and especially our media again as well the first thing they do with omar mateen he's a terrorist doesn't make a difference he's muslim he's terrorist but james howe who is white and who is presumably presumably christian nope nope he's just he's just a criminal on his way to do he, you know he's not labeled a terrorist. Neither was Dylan Klebold. Um, neither was uh, Timothy McVeigh. None of them were deemed terrorist by the media or by the government. And you, any one of us could have sat here and said, oh, this is a Muslim person, terrorist, and hated on that person, and or hated on that group of people. But in all reality, the, the terrorists that we are actually terrified about account for a small, small percentage of uh, our, the Muslim faith. There are 1.8 billion Muslims in the world, and only 80,000 to 100,000 of them are in ISIS or in the Taliban or in any of these other um, real hate groups in the term of the, uh, in the, Muslim, in the Islamic faith. And we can certainly find similar numbers of people belonging to hate groups right here in our country, and they hate um, all kinds of different others, other communities, and people that they objectify and vilify and sometimes take violent action against. Absolutely. And, and I think it's, personally, I think it's political distraction. You know, I, I think it, it um, when you decide that you want to, this is what we want our country to think, and these are the the images and the um, you know, sort of the, the ideas we want them to have. You know, I, I do an exercise with my students, um, on occasion I change it here or there, but uh, sometimes I have words on the screen and sometimes I have uh, photos on a screen. I say write the first three things, three things that come to mind and I just show images that are seen all the time in the media. And every time without fail, when I show a Muslim person, when I collect those sheets, the word terrorist pops up. Now why is it that in this country we think Muslims synonymous with terrorism? Well, that's because that's what the media wants us to think. That's the agenda that they have clearly set out for us. And every when we look at, when we consider terrorism, the images we see are of Muslim people. 
and, and may that they might not even have been the perpetrator, but we don't know that watching the news. We go, oh, well, that's what we see, and so that's what we associate. And so it's, it becomes it becomes very easy to be very ignorant um, when you don't actually decide to go and, and, and learn more um, about what really happened and what, what's really going on here and why is it that these other people weren't considered terrorists, but they're doing the same thing. What is terrorism? Is it a race or is it is it actions? Um, and if you know anyone's perpetrating these actions are terrorists, plain and simple, in my opinion. Agreed. Right. And I did a similar exercise um, that you did when I was a junior in college, so almost 10 years ago. Oh, that's scary. Almost 10 years ago here in August. Um, I did a similar <coughs> exercise with my students where I, um, I asked them what they were scared of, what they were nervous about. Um, very first thing, uh, the whole point was for me to come out as gay to them at the very end. Uh, but it didn't. It, it went all the way around the circle before somebody said, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm scared about gay people. And it was the very last person who said it. And um, I kind of gave him a red face when I came out and, and uh, you know, he, he came up to me and said, I'm so sorry, I've never known uh, anybody who, um, I've never known a gay person who isn't flamboyant. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's about changing minds and about uh, not pitting people against each other and making sure that you know somebody outside of your little circle mm -hmm. uh, that is of a different faith, that's of a different sexuality, of a different gender, of a different skin color of everything and that's what uh, and that's what we fail to do in the United States absolutely I, I you know I we talk about allyship you know quite a bit um, and you know that can be from outside of communities but that can even be within your own community you know it, it could be we segment ourselves quite a bit with with people that are like us you know and I think it's so important to to really branch out like you were saying Ryan uh, outside of just your little bubble um, you know because I've learned so much about my own community um, you know by being friends with folks who identify as um, you know as pansexual or identify as, as transgender I have learned so much and come to appreciate my transgender friends the transgender community um, because I have dis I decided I wanted to branch out and learn more you know and there's still so much more to learn um, you know but it's 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 someone has to take the effort to say, oh, I, I do want to know more. You know, I can't just stay right here with the folks I know and what, and what maybe looks safe. Um, I've got to branch out to learn more about folks who are different than me. I don't remember where it was I read on social media, but someone just had a, a little article talking about um, they were in a city um, and it was during Pride and um, they uh, had left their, uh, their church service that day and they wanted to um, just uh, let the, the gay community know that, that the love that they've been talking about that's so important um, among um, human beings, should, they wanted to express that to the gay community. So they, so they, they decided that they were going to this, this particular gay bar and after the service, and they, were, they had no idea what to expect, and they wrote in detail about their experience and how they walked in and how it was such an incredibly warm, loving, you know, welcoming environment. And they, they left uh, just having, you know, new friends, um, just being exposed to an entirely new world. And that just amazes me that, that more people aren't, you know, just don't get out of their comfort zone and and do that because we all share the same similarities. We, we all have a commonality. We just, it would help if we learned more about the differences. Exactly. Right. You know, yeah. like the Venn diagram, obviously there's more overlap than there is difference, right? Or, or parts that don't touch. But I think um, learning about those differences can be a really wonderful experience. You know, I, um, you know, for instance, I talk with a lot with my female colleagues about their experience in in teaching because their experience is different than mine. Most of we do the same things by and large, but there are some things they experience. They go, "Oh wow, I've never experienced that," you know, or um, you know, just issues of safety. You know, we were talking about getting parking passes, and one of the women said, "Well, I always get an A pass because you know I want to be able to park as close as I can to my vehicle." That's not something I think about, but I understand why she thinks about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so now when a woman asks me, "What do I?" What do I think about, you know, should I get the A or 
your CAO, oh, you might want to get the A pass, right? Because now I can be sort of an ally or an advocate because I understand some issues of a community different than me. And so I think it's really, really important. It is. Rachel, I see some important points on your uh, on your notes that you have that you brought with you. Is there anything in particular that you've wanted to uh, talk about in um, in this uh, ongoing issue that that we have in about gun violence in America? I guess I would just want to encourage all of the people who are mourning, who are grief-stricken, who are angry right now to feel that they can definitely do something. There is a lot that can be done. Um, there is a lot can be, that can be done in terms of education, of beginning to talk to people who own guns, who are, who are afraid of gun reform, to help them understand that gun reform does not mean taking anyone's guns away. It means promoting gun safety. I want them to understand that there is legislation um, being put forward in Congress now as a result of what happened in Orlando that is groundbreaking um, legislation that would close the um, terror, um, terror list gap, it's called. I mean, right now, people who are on the terrorist watch list are allowed, are, are legally allowed to purchase guns. We want um, to make it illegal for people convicted of violent hate crimes to buy or possess guns, and we want to require background checks on every gun sale. That legislation is being pushed in Congress right now. There's an enormous, um, you know, sort of <laughs> groundswell of support for that legislation in Congress. Um, there was changes a 15, in the air. 15 hour filibuster yesterday right yesterday yesterday and senator joe donnelly who has never spoken out uh, since mansion Toomey, since mansion Toomey has never spoken out in favor of gun reform joined that filibuster at around 9 p.m and he did that because so many people from indiana were calling him and tweeting him and emailing him and demanding that he stand up and speak out um, so it was very gratifying that he did, and it was very gratifying that the filibuster resulted in an agreement. So, but let's focus on a on a larger issue that that you kind of brought up as well. This person was on a terrorist watch list for a while, and he had just been taken off um, six months, seven months before uh, he did this. Mm -hmm. Purchased all of his guns within the last few few months before he went on his little killing spree. Mm -hmm. And again, his wife may or may not have known he was going to do this, but he shouldn't have been able to get weapons either way. It doesn't make a difference. If you have been on a terror watch list at any point in your life or on a no-fly list, as you've mentioned, there is no way that you should be able to, to obtain a gun. Absolutely. I mean, take something as innocuous as driving. Right? You get a DUI, you're not operating a motor vehicle for quite some time. Right? And even then, you've got points on your license. So should you get pulled over for any reason, I can pull that up and go, oh, hey, I see you've got a record here. So because vehicles are dangerous, they're large, they're quick moving, they can do a lot of damage, we regulate them. Oh, and, and people love to compare it to cars and, you know, memes and that. guns versus cars. And it's like, come on. These are completely different subjects. John Stewart has an awesome argument. I advise it, anyone to look up on that exact topic. And he uh, totally shoots down that <laughs> that argument or and, and agrees. Uh, you know, in 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 that, um, yes, um, it is. You know, if you're com if you're going to compare it to uh, having a license for a car, you have to have insurance. It's regulated. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's people will say that there's a constitutional issue with regard to guns that doesn't exist with regard to cars, um, but that's a bit disingenuous because um, it just doesn't say in the Second Amendment. And the Supreme Court has not affirmed that it is not possible to regulate guns. It is absolutely possible to regulate guns. It's completely consistent with the Second Amendment. It doesn't violate anybody's constitutional rights, and it will make us all safer. A couple of things I want to get to before we wrap up for this evening. Um, there have been multiple people making social media posts about how San Diego, Atlanta, and other places will make Orlando look small in comparison. I've seen them. It's it's like why are we why are we doing this? The Atlanta Police Department confirmed they are investigating a gay another gay Atlanta man who tweeted that he would make two local gay bars the next Orlando. The incident follows the early Sunday morning shooting at an Orlando LGBT nightclub Pulse that left 50 dead and 53 injured. Brett Edgerton 
going by the handle at Brett T. Edrington, tweeted the following. Tin or Blakes could be next, Orlando. You think I'm the type uh, to be the next shooter. Keep hating me. But meanwhile, we also have Christian ministers in the country who to this day preach that LGBTQ people should be put to death for our sins to crowds of cheering Americans. Today, a Muslim shot 50 people dead. They, these are really not separate issues. <laughs> no, not at all. When you, when you teach people to hate, um, blindly hate, no, no less, and then you give them access to lots of weapons, it, it's sort of like a fraternity house, right? You give a whole bunch of 18 year olds a bunch of booze and no supervision, what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna get drunk, right? <laughs> so when you, when you teach people to hate blindly, and then you give them access to weapons to, to execute that hate, well, of course, these kinds of things occur. And it, it, it breaks my heart, it enrages me, it's tragic, um, but but until we, we our government decides, this country decides, that we're really going to make change in our legislation, nothing's, this, nothing's going to change. One last thing before we get to this last blurb that I wanna get to, um, once again, pulled from Facebook, but uh, let's see. Bloomington Pride has announced Stand with Pride initiative. So yes. that's one thing that people can get involved with, correct? Absolutely. And what's going on with that right now? So Stand with Pride is in its infancy. Uh, it is so far an initiative where we're just inviting uh, local businesses of, of any sort now, started with bars and restaurants or other establishments, but any businesses to simply say that they want to announce that they're uh, establishment is one that is safe, inclusive, and welcoming for LGBT folks here in Bloomington. Uh, and we are creating little stickers uh, and posters that you can put in your window or somewhere in your in your uh, establishment prominently displayed um, to that effect. So that when someone walks in, they go, ah, this is someone, a place that's safe for me. And we're going to develop a, a, a place on our website that'll display those. So if you want to come check that out, you can see that, oh, these are the places that, quote, stand with pride. And if you're looking for other ways to get involved, there's definitely uh, going to the blood bank and donating blood. Uh, there are multiple GoFundMe accounts that you can take a peek at uh, to look at there. Rachel, how can we help out on your end? First of all, I would love to collaborate you with, on, uh, with you on your Stand with Pride initiative because we have a local uh, No Guns and Bars initiative. So that seems like the two would go together very nicely. We're trying to encourage um, local Bloomington um, family restaurants that serve alcohol not to allow guns in their in their on their premises and that has to keep continue yeah so we'll be doing that and um, for anyone who'd like to find out more about how to get involved in pressing for and supporting our legislative pushes both na uh, nationally and here in our state you can text pride to 64433 awesome and we will follow up with you you weren't the gunman but you didn't want to see gay people kissing in public you weren't the gunman, but you don't like gay characters on TV. You weren't the gunman, but you think gay people are sinful and need saving. You weren't the gunman, but you were upset when gay people gained the right to marry. You weren't the gunman, but you used slurs for gay people. You weren't the gunman, but you would vote against legal protections for gay people. You weren't the gunman, but you're the culture that built him. You're the bullets in his, in his gun. Thank you both for joining us this evening. You are listening to Blooming Out on WFHB, and it's time for our final music break this evening. Bonnie Tyler originally performed this song for the 1984 movie Footloose. It also was in her 1986 album, Secret Dreams and Forbidden Fire. The song was then recreated for the hit television show Glee, which aired on Fox for many seasons. In honor of all of the heroes that saved lives, donated blood, and responded to the emergency in Orlando. Here is the Gleek cast with Holding Out for a Hero.
Support for Blooming Out comes from the Center for Sexual Health Promotion in the School of Public Health at Indiana University. The center is dedicated to progressive research that contributes to society's understanding of sexuality and to training the next generation of sexual health professionals. For information about degree programs or research opportunities, you may visit the center on the web at sexualhealth.indiana.edu. Support for WFHB and Blooming Out also comes from The Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. Here is a look at our LGBT event calendar in Bloomington and surrounding communities. Tonight on Women's Space, a special show for Orlando and Bloomington. Songs of pride, love, dancing, and healing. Tune in from 9 to 11 p.m. on WFHB Community Radio. On June 18th, join fellow Hoosiers United Against Hate on the south lawn of the Indiana State House. People will begin gathering around 12.30 p.m. to stand against violence and in solidarity with the LGBT community in Orlando. More information can be found on Facebook. The Shining Light Gala will be held on June 18th in the NCAA Grand Room Grand Ballroom in Indianapolis. The gala is a benefit to shine a light of hope and awareness on LGBTQ youth suicide. There will be a performance by LGBT pioneer and activist Sandra Bernhard. General admission, dinner, and show are $85 per person, and the VIP cocktail reception with Sandra is $125. You can purchase tickets at indianayouthgroup.org. Indie Pride and the Indianapolis Museum of Art invite you to send love to Orlando. On Sunday, June 19th, from 2 to 4 p.m., we will gather on the IMA's Dudley and Mary Louise Sutphin Mall near the Love Sculpture for a picnic and creative arts healing celebration. Send Love to Orlando provides a safe space for people to come together, participate in therapy through art, and show solidarity with Orlando. At 3.30 p.m., we will gather around Love for an aerial photo opportunity featuring the afternoon's artworks. Food trucks will be on site, overflow parking with a shuttle will be available at Light of the World Christian Church. The IMA is located at 4000 Michigan Road in Indianapolis. More information can be found on the Indy Pride's Facebook page. Finally, join Bloomington Pride for From Stonewall to Pulse, a community discussion about the key turning points in the LGBT civil rights movement. The event will be on Tuesday, June 21st from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at the Universalist Unitarian Church in Bloomington. Panelists include Doug Bowder, Michael Denunzio, Glorianne Leck, Duncan Mitchell, and Gene Smith. More information is available on Bloomington Pride's Facebook page. Thank you for joining us. To end our show this evening, we have a special tribute to those who lost their lives on June 12, 2016 at Pulse Nightclub. Please stay tuned after the credits for the names of the victims and a song by senior songwriters Eli Lieb and Brandon Skihi entitled Pulse. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. Board engineers are Sarah Hetrick and Andrew Sims. For Blooming Out, Jeff Pulling, Justin Ford, and Rachel Guglielmo, I'm Ryan Shaddy. This is Blooming Out, and we are Orlando Strong. The following are the names of the victims lost in Orlando on June 12th. Edward Sotomayor Jr., 34. Stanley Almodovar III, 23. Luis Omar Acasio Capo, 20. Juan Ramon Guerrero, 22. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera, 36. Peter O. Gonzalez Cruz, 22. Luis S. Villalima, 22. Kimberly Morris, 37. Eddie Jamodoroy Justice, 30. Daryl Roman Burt II, 29. Dionca Diedre Drayton, 32. Alejandro Barrios Martinez, 21. Anthony Luis Loreniano Disla, 25. Jean Carlos Mendez Perez, 35. Frankie Jimmy De Jesus Velasquez, 50. Martin Benitez Torres, 33. Luis Daniel Wilson Leon, 37. Mercedes Marisol Flores, 26. Amanda Alvier, 25. 
Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado, 35. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez, 25. Simon Andrian Carrillo Fernandez, 31. Oscar A. Arcina Montero, 26. Enrique El Rios Jr., 25. Miguel Angel Honorato, 30. Javier Jorge Reyes, 40. Jules Rayon Peniagua, 32. Jason Benjamin Josephat, 19. Corey James Connell, 21. Juan P. Riviera Valasquez, 37. Louis Daniel Conde, 39. Shane Evan Tomlinson, 33. Juan Chavez Martinez, 25. Gerald Arthur Wright, 31. Leroy Valentin Fernandez, 25. Tevin Eugene Crosby, 25. Jonathan Antonio Camus Vega, 24. Jean Carlos Nieves Rodriguez, 27. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, 33. Brenda Lee Marquez McCool, 49. Yilmeri Rodriguez Sullivan, 24. Christopher Andrew Leonen, 32. Angel L. Candelario Padro, 28. Frank Hernandez Escalante, 27. Paul Terrell Henry, 41. Antonio Devon Brown, 29. Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz, 24. Akira Monet Murray, 18, and Geraldo A. Ortiz Jimenez, 25. So you say this is human, your heartbeat versus mine. I'm in chains cause I'm choosing, showing love for living life. I shouldn't have to leave where I stand I shouldn't have to change who I am To count as a human mm. Feel my pulse With your hand on my heart You know it beats just as hard as yours Feel my pulse Same as you are, so just feel my pulse uh, I wish I could reach them Strip away what separates uh, It's the same air we're breathing Same tears run down our face So I don't have to leave where I stand And I don't have to change who I am To count as a Just as hard as yours Feel my pulse uh, Feel my pulse Can't you see that I'm scarred I'm just the same as you are So just feel my Same as you are, so just feel my 